Alright, you guys, we are back. Survivors of Addiction. You know me, Brandon Orr. And I'm always here with Christy and Stephanie. Hey there. Hey. So, welcome, you guys. Um, we have a super exciting podcast for you today. Um, I hope you enjoy it as much as I am even thinking about it because it's a real serious topic that, you know, you guys are you guys might feel this one. Um, if you guys are out there and you're just kind of in limbo in your recovery so far, we're gonna talk about abstinence versus recovery. Mm. And the difference between. Yes. What do you think about that? I think it's so much better when you're in recovery. Right, yes. right, right. And, there, and you know, Christy, there's a reason for that, right? So before we move forward, I, I asked my uh, grand sponsor. He's also a mentor, and a, fr- a mentor and a friend of mine, and he's married to my cousin. He's a really good guy, and he's got 16, <laughs> 17 years clean. Um, and anytime, we ha- anytime I have a recovery question, I go to him because he's read the literature in and mm-hmm. out. He knows, he knows his stuff. But he wrote, recovery is an active change in my ideas— my thoughts, and in my actions. Abstinence requires you to only stay clean and not have to change. Mm, I, I, I love that part in the beginning where it says an active. So that means you're active. constantly in motion. You're, you're moving forward. Forward yeah. movement, you mm-hmm. know. Um, like the, I don't know if everybody out there really knows the difference. Like, I'm staying clean. It's cool. Like, I thought this is what I wanted, you know, but like if you're not working on yourself, Mm. then you're putting yourself in a predicament to fail. And and that's just how I feel about it. Strictly my opinion. You know what I mean? Like for me, I did this abstinent thing 2,700 times. And (laughs) And it it, didn't work. Right. And I I, I showed up to meetings to check a box. You know, I did those things. But like until I fully embraced my recovery, I didn't get the rewards not just for life, but in recovery that I get today. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. There's, It seems like it would be almost impossible to just not use and be joyful. Could you imagine that? No. Like, looking back on it, I, how did I even get the six months doing that? Do you know what I mean? Like, how did I get... Really, it was because I was scared to go to jail or prison, but... Right. A white-knuckling is right. what they call it. And, and that's holding on. Abstinence. It's, you know, abstinence. Not drinking, not using. It's white knuckling. It's surviving. Mm-hmm. You have your day to day stuff. Now, I know that when I was abstinent, I wasn't hanging out with people in recovery. Right. You know, I wasn't hanging out with like minded people that wanted success like I have today. Right. Because that's who now I surround myself with. Well, and then if you're in addiction, you're an isolator generally. So then to like not use and you're fearful and so you don't have the substance in your body anymore and, you know, it's scary. So there's a point where you're like, I just need to hold on because this is new and trying to figure out the way you're feeling. And then, you know, it's scary to open yourself up to other people when you're not even certain what's happening in your body. You're, You're absolutely correct. And if nothing changes... Nothing changes. Yep. So if, say, for those of you, like, I'm going to throw a predicament out there real quick. Um, this wasn't on the script, but I'm going to do this real quick. So think about this. You get out of jail for your third or fourth time, 20th time, whatever. You know what you need to do. And you know what you need to do to stay clean. Like, we're, we, we, know we, know. What, we, we know what to do. Yeah. Like, we know who's out there. We know the support we need. But you get out there and you go back to what you know. Why is that? You know, and I, I think it's a fear. I think it's fear. Of change and the idea that it's like, how can I use, how can I word this good? It's like when you get out of jail, you have a few things going on in your head. For me personally, A, it's 
what do I do? The first thing, like right when you get out the door, what do I do? What's next? Like what's next? And then you have all these great plans from when you're down, when you're behind bars, you have all these great ideas of what you need to do and what you're supposed to do. But then reality hits. Where do you go? What do you do? Mm. Well, my unfortunate event was every time I got out, they let me out in the middle of the night. Most yeah, of the time. Why do they do that? I don't know, but they let me, me out in the middle of the night. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Call my sponsor at 2.30 in the morning? Yeah. I guarantee you my drug dealer's awake. Yeah. You know, yeah, so you go back to what so you know, bad. dude. Yeah, that's bad. It is bad, and it's scary. And, you know, here in Jackson County, they change that now. Good. Where you get out, it's at 6, 6.37, you know, that's their, re- mm. that's their release time now, which is good because that's when their shift changes. It's just, it's better that way, I, I believe. And, and um. Our sheriff's Strick- Strickler, he's Sickler. Sickler. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Officer. Strick- Strickler. Si- no, Sickler. <laughs> Officer Sickler. He's actually, he actually put in a lot of work to make that happen. So That's we're amazing. super glad that our, that our people out there are getting out in the morning and, you know, they can go get some breakfast and then come see us here at Reclaiming Lives. You know what yes. I mean? If that's the case. Yeah. And then it, it, it also appears that like when you're in, you like I know for myself, I've, I've been in one time, a long time, but um, when I got prior to getting out, I set myself up so that I would for have, success for success. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I knew that if I got out without any kind of support that I was like doing ahead of time, then I would, it would be easier to go back to, to using. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and it's scary to put yourself out there to say, yeah. Hey, it's Christy. I don't know if you know where I've been, but I'm in prison and I need help when I get out. Yeah. Like meet me at the gate, meet me at the gate, meet me at the gate. Right. And that's, that's another thing that we could really do. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm, sitting here thinking about this a little bit and I'm like curious like what does somebody who's abstinent what is it what does it sound like to them like what do they sound like what are the reasons they haven't engaged why haven't they made that first step you know why like what is what do you think it sounds like to them in their brain why they haven't moved forward so to speak I think it's a few things number one fear Because all of a sudden, you're, you know, like I said, the drug is usually your best friend, the thing Mm. that you think is always with you that will never let you down, you know, which it does, of course, but it's like that's your thing. And then so to remove that and then to be raw. And um, having emotions is mm-hmm. is is hard, Absolutely. and then is vulnerable. No one likes to be vulnerable. That's or uncomfortable. Scary. Or uncomfortable. And if you're used to running and gunning and being in charge, or a woman being strong in your family, or you know whatever it is, to say now put that rock down, yeah. the heaviness, yeah, and go open your heart and live. It's like what I don't yeah. even. That is ridiculous. I can't do that. Until you have someone that's a mentor to slowly work with you in right. doing that, you start to feel, you know, a little bit of shift. But you really have to want it because it's scarier than hell. What about shame? What about unsure? You know, like, and I don't know if the fear is exactly where I'm going with this, but like, it's the not knowing of, and I don't know if I was ever really fearful of it. I was just unsure of it, you know, like, because I was unsure of, like, I wasn't afraid to get clean. I was just afraid of where, how do I do it? But I think personally, and I'm just going to call you out on this, that I think fear is underneath all of the unsure because we can be unsure and, and be curious, but fear is like, Oh gosh, I got to go there. Like when we talk about inner child and all that stuff, it's it's <laughs> Christy <laughs> and her bring, inner child. 
<laughs> One day, you guys, you'll hear about it. <laughs> We're going to get it. But fear is underneath so many layers because it's layered. It's, you know, it's so layered. And so, like, when you said about shame, that's really, that's at the crux of it. But when I was in prison, I didn't even know I had shame. I thought it was ridiculous when someone said to read the book on shame because I, you know, I puffed myself up above right, that right. because I was fearful. And mm-hmm. then when I opened the book and started bawling after the first sentence, I thought, oh, <laughs> crap, am I going to be able to come back from this? And it was fear. Right. Hardcore fear. Right. What about pride? No, yeah. when I when I talk about these things, I'm thinking about it because um, fortunately and unfortunately, I have been through the program and I've been through recovery so many times, like I can remember different feelings yes. of each time, right? And I know one of mine was pride. Like, I didn't want these guys to think less of me and I built this rapport of... I'm this big dog in my town and yeah. what are people going to think about me if I change and is this who what I want so I had this like this pride build up yeah you know and I think that that stopped me as well I just didn't want to get humble you know mm. I didn't I didn't want to admit that I had a problem and but I what, but I wanted the, to get clean and what's the shift now because you are in that humble position and people look up to you in a in such an amazing way I, I love think to it's watch age it. yes I think Maturity. it's age um, to be honest with you, as I, as you were talking about that, I, it just clicked to me. Like it's probably age. Um, as I grew up, I started realizing what I really wanted out of life and I didn't want to play that game anymore. You know, that game is so freaking tiring, man. It's three sixty five, twenty four seven. no paid days, no vacation <laughs> time. It's just so agonizing every day. So like, when I finally got caught, like I said before, like I knew like what I wanted and I feel like I was able to put my pride deep, 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 deep down and be able to try to pull something up out of it and bring it to the top, which was me being a little more, more mm. humble about what I wanted with my life and who I am and what I'm supposed to be and et cetera, et cetera. I can see that. So is there any possible way to have someone that's younger get to that point? Wouldn't it, isn't that like the million dollar question? You know, <clears throat> I was working with this kid. Um, it was actually not too long ago. I was just kind of low-key talking to him and discussing, you know, situations where he's at in his life. And, you know, it's hard for a kid today because they have so much influence all the way around them, whether yeah. it's social media, whether it's school, whether it's the music they're listening to, TV, and I can continue to go Video. on. Yeah, and it's to them, it's, you know, like, think about small... 15, 16-year-old Christy or 15, 16-year-old Stephanie, and I'll go back to Brandon, like, it was important what people thought about me. Because A, I don't want to get bullied because bullying is a real thing today. And B, I don't don't want to do something that I'm not sure I know how to do because I didn't want to look stupid. Yeah, and we haven't even discovered who we are. Right. So, to, to, yeah. So, I I had this kid, I had this kid, he's talking to me, and he was just like, look, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and I really want to change. And then I look at his Facebook post, and he's throwing up gang signs and and smoking blunts, and I I call him up, I'm like, hey, buddy, how you doing? And we start talking, and I'm like, like, bro, like, why did you do that? He goes, that's all I know, Brandon. Yeah. That's what I know. I said, ah, mm-hmm. now, now we can get to the root of it. I said, so are you willing to work recovery or are you willing just to be stagnant in your recovery and, and, and abstinent and just try to wing this thing? And he's like, you know, I don't know yet. Mm. That's Which was, honest. I, I, and I had, I, I had, that. yeah, I had, I had to thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, little brother. Just remember, like, 
what you put out there is what people view of you. You don't have to worry about what people think about you mm. because mm-hmm. you're already amazing. Yeah. You know, like, and the boy, this kid is amazing. He truly is. Mm. So those are the kinds of, you know, like me being the 15, 16 year old Brandon, like that's, I think that's what it is. It's like, how do you do it? Well, you really got to reach them where they're at. And it's hard to do because as soon as you talk to them, Christy, say you talk to a group of girls at South Medford High, as soon as you leave, you have to make an impact on them immediately. Like mm-hmm. you have to, you have to make an impression because once you leave, they're going to forget about you. For sure. They're going to forget about you. They got other things going on in the world and their little brains are racing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think with women too, it's such a matter of do I think I'm worth it? Do I think I'm worth changing? Do I think um, what I'm about is worthy in order to do the scary thing and be vulnerable and and um, look inside and see what 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 I'm about? Why do you think that is? Curious. Just super curious. I don't know, but it's a consistent thing that, con- I mean, it constantly comes up in my circle and in, in the people around me. And originally I thought that I, that that wasn't me, but after right. doing work, it's deep. It's, it's real deep. And I don't know if it's because women that we, you know, um, care for others, we're right. nurturers, we think other people are important, we're people pleasers. And then all of a sudden we don't, we're lost. So I don't even know who I am. And it's kind of embarrassing, you know, which, you know, I've talked about to say, that's weird that I don't know who I am. And so to, to have someone open up and say, okay, well, let's discover what you're about and why it's, why you're worth being sober, staying sober. Right. So, I want to take a moment and say, to anybody listening out there, you're worth it. Yeah. I just so want to let you it. know that. Like, and I know that you got that voice inside of you telling you different. And I know that, you know, you're ten- you tend to believe those things. But I'm letting you know right now, like, get outside of yourself and go reach out because you are you are loved, dude. And and, and you are lovely. Yes. And it's not and, and it's not a bad thing to um to kind of toot your own horn to say, right. Hey, I'm doing some cool stuff. I never knew that 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 was an okay thing to do until I was shocked that I got a good grade on my math test. And I told everybody that would have an ear to listen. And the response was so amazing back and forth. And I and so I kept pouring back into myself by mm. praising myself for stepping outside of my comfort zone. And good so job, I think Chris. women are always, um, t- well, I shouldn't say always, but we're told to be quiet or be still or, you know, whatever Yeah, that it was is. that was the back-in-the-day standard that's still kind of rising up. It was, like the sewing circles <laughs> they say sometimes. I'm like, oh, She just said sewing it. circle, Stephanie. I, I just want to put that out there. Someone, she said sewing circle. Are you 90? Cir- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I haven't <laughs> heard sewing circle since my grandmother. That was great. That was not what I thought she was going to say. I remember someone saying that. I'm like, who are are you? But yeah, so we'll we'll just leave you that know, there. It, it, and thank you for sharing that. And and you're probably right. I wish deep. I wish some of those things weren't true today. Yes, you know I really do. And uh, another thing that um, just kind of same topic, kind of Tron back to this is another thing that kept me out was denial. For sure, because denial. I didn't because I didn't want to be one of them quote unquote you know what i mean like i don't want to be righteous i don't want to be that well i found out later in my recovery that i don't have to be those people like like right. and when i say that i'm talking about those people like and i'll just say it for free right here on the podcast like sometimes the people in the program were intimidating they were for intimidating sure. to me dude and i didn't like that feeling so i just it, you know what you know what that's not me and it was denial because that was so me dude mm, yeah and I realized later on that it wasn't that they were intimidating is that it was that fear thing that, oh man, I have to do all that to get where they're at. Right. 
and like I'll use James Stewart as one. Like he's 16, 17 years clean, done a lot of work. And when he speaks, I listen. Right. Today. Before, nah, man. Anytime I was in a meeting with him, you can ask him. Nope. Why? Why? Because he was intimidating. And I didn't, and that, you know I mean? I didn't like to be intimidated. Mm. So, you know I mean? It was the whole, I don't want to be like that. And when I really, I did, yeah. I really did. It was just my own denial. It was my own head. Yeah. You know, it was my own voice between my ears telling me lies, mm-hmm. you know? It's Maybe it was fear that you wouldn't achieve what he was expecting. <sighs> <laughs> Mic drop. And here she comes out of nowhere. That dang four-letter word. She just mookie bets that pop fly, y'all. Like, I hit it. She caught it. Um, No, you're and you're absolutely right. That is today. I can look back and say, honestly, you're right. Mm -hmm. You know that that's what it is. And in order for me, for Brandon, Brandon, order to succeed today, like I have to follow along those that paved the way for me, dude. And I realized that today. Like we get to. Well, and we get to. Like, and there was those times where that first step, it it was tough because that's where the journey begins and then the fa- the fact was like do i really want to take this journey because this is a life long journey this isn't going to be like oh, i could do this for a couple months and i'll be good no like i wish it was like that mm. but it's not it's, it's an not. every single day you get out of bed and your feet hit the ground work dude yeah and it's a change of perspective because now we get to wake up and do the work, which is so beautiful compared to waking up and right. seeing how many pills I have left. And now right. when am I going to call the doctor? And am I going to get this? And, I, you know. Oh, I can it, just imagine, right. It, it's ridiculous. So now we get to wake up and we have a chance to pour into other people and into ourselves. And it's really just this everyday act of like, wow, what's going to happen next? Right. Because we get to do the work on ourselves. It's not It's not a scary thing anymore. And we, and we're, and I know for me, I'm not afraid to tell you guys, hey, I'm feeling kind of heavy today. No, I would I, never tell anyone how I felt. I was like, I'm good. I want to say thank you for tr- entrusting us with that. Well, it's big it's, time. It's helpful. Yeah, I, I love you to death. And, I, and, and, mm-hmm. and like, these are the kinds of things that we get to do today. Like, hey, if I'm feeling some type of way, I'm going to let you know. And it's important that you do voice your opinion. Yes. So thank you for sharing that with us. And I hope you guys grabbed, that, grabbed onto that because that was important. One more before we move forward. Another one that kept me in abstinence was the lack of knowledge. Mm. Because, and it's funny when Stephanie decided to let us, let me know that right there. She just told me about myself real quick <laughs> as, as she just let me know about me is that, you know, I was, un, I was unsure of, of, how do I, how do I word this right? It's, you don't know what you don't know. So yes. in order to know something, you have to get outside your comfort zone and learn it. And there's this thing called literature. Mm. You know, I remember when I got out of prison, I asked my brother, Kenny Myers, I said, Kenny, um, right when right, he was one of the first people I seen after I got out and he picked me up in his little Ford F-150 and um, there was and he was clean and I, it was crazy. And I was like, wow, dude, if he can get clean, I can get clean. It was another one of those aha moments. And I look around his truck and he had about 12 Narcotics Anonymous books in mm. there, basic texts. And I said, can I get one of those? Because I knew that's where I had to start. Mm. And I knew I didn't have any knowledge on it. He says, you know, these are for the Young Guns meeting, but I'll buy you one. Aww. And he bought it for me. And I was peeling through that thing, man, when I was in the work center, mm. uh, uh, the transition center after prison. And it's like, that's where I gained my knowledge of, okay, Brandon, this is where this is where the work's got to come into. Wow. Because I didn't want to read. I didn't want to read. Mm. But I had to in order to, like... Well, Brandon, you didn't read before and you didn't stay clean. Yeah. So try something different. Something so different. I opened up the book, right? And 
I found out a lot about Brandon and, and that, that's what, and man, if I would have just known these little things back then, mm. then maybe I could have had a different way of living back then, but we wouldn't be where we're at today, right? So no regrets, but that kept me out. And you weren't ready. I wasn't ready, right? Yeah, Yeah, because there's a lot of times that we read stuff in the books, and I thought, oh, I've never read this before, but I know I have, but it didn't even resonate with me at all. Yeah, it didn't click. That's why, why, real quick, putting you up on game real quick, when you get a sponsor, they say read certain pages every day for a week mm. so you can grab all that yeah. things that you miss there's a reason why they say yes. that stuff you know that way you can gain the knowledge yeah yeah did you have to read that book a lot yeah oh man <laughs> i think they, it was the first 164 pages yeah, yeah. <laughs> am i right uh, yeah and i was yeah. reading and i don't read 164 <laughs> pages and i had to save my life i could barely read 64 yeah. pages yeah but it's like when i was reading and it like if you missed a day, you had to start it all over. And there's a reason oh, for the, yeah, yeah. Dude, my, yeah, my sponsor was rough about that. <laughs> um, but I did it, you know, I did it and I did it and I did it. And, and, you know, now I have the knowledge it takes. And that, that was the thing that kept me out was the lack of knowledge. Right. And, and, and what does that knowledge, what is that knowledge supposed to look like? Mm-hmm. Well, it's different for everybody. Right. You know, my, what I take out of it isn't what Chrissy's going to take out of it. Isn't what your friends are going to take it out of it and what people, you know what I mean? Everybody takes a little piece of something different and that's what moves them forward because we're not the same people. Right. And I was thinking now too, as you're talking, is that when I first got sober, I read, I was like ferocious about reading and, you know, doing the right thing and learning as much, but then I still relapse after a long time, but I, it's because I didn't deal with any emotional stuff. I was just shocked. I was sober. I was like, what? I'm waking up and I'm not taking pills. I'm not using. So proud of you. It was crazy. So proud of you. So I didn't, I didn't have the, I didn't have the ability at the time or the, I guess the drive or the fear was still very strong to go deep. Right. There was so much in there, you guys. I hope you guys got (laughs) your pen and paper ready because that was big. Let me ask you something. What? If recovery is the change in your behavior and thoughts, right, and yep. ideas, which we read a little bit ago from a friend of mine, mm-hmm. what does it actually look like to begin the work on your recovery for Christy? Mm, I think it's being honest with yourself about the way you feel without judgment. I like that. I like that. I like. I actually really love that. Thank you. Um, for Brandon, I would say... It's about actually getting to go deep and finding out what's down deep inside of me that keeps holding me back so I can bring it to the top and release it so I can move forward in my life and let go of the deep trauma emotions that I felt my whole life that I was holding on to, able to blame everything on everybody because it wasn't Brandon's fault or I didn't do that or whatever. But guess what? Those things stuck with me. Mm, Yeah. So the only way to release them was to start the work in my recovery. And that's without the judgment. So, and, and if you're sharing with other people, it's this really cool synergy of each other. Saying, yeah. Wow, we are alike. We come from different backgrounds, but we, our heads are alike. High fives. And if we never share it, we don't know. We can look at another person and, and just see see all the differences. Right. But really, we're so similar, so, all of us. We are. every yeah. single, But we all have those little different ticks. Yes. So for me, it's like... How did how was I able to work on my recovery? Check it out. Here's here's something mind blowing. It wasn't just for my recovery for drugs and alcohol. Yeah. It was my recovery in my life. The yes. things that stem from my trauma, the things that hurt me, the things that disappointed me, the things that let me down, the things that I felt fear of. 
I got to let those things go now. And that's the really scary stuff. Well, you know, at first talking about it, it is scary. But as you're getting through it, if you're able to feel your emotions, respect them, understand them, and understand why they're there, then you get to work through those things. Yeah. And like you, you said, get to release work it. Them. Yeah, dude. That's the benefits. Yeah, those are true. Beautiful. Those better than gold, man. Yes. Better than gold. Better than platinum. It's mm. beautiful because you have a release. Yeah, you know? and, yeah, and I was thinking if you don't if if right now if someone in the audience is thinking I don't really have anybody in my life that I can share that stuff with, find somebody, find someone that 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 you admire, and then just say, hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee? Yes, it's amazing what that one little gesture will do. That just gave me chills. Yes, because that's really putting yourself out there just a tiny bit, and I promise you that person will love you up. Amen. I yep. You know, those, these, these things in recovery, you know, once you start working on you, you know, in particular, because that's all you can work on, right. don't take other people's inventory, um, you get benefits. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be able to be the employee, the person, the husband, the friend, the mentor, the inspiration I am today if I didn't get to work on those things. Right. Like, and it wasn't easy. Mm-mm. Shoot, I'm still working on those things. Like, I'm not done four years, some days clean, and I'm still working on those things. Right. But those are the things that I know once I'm done, I could be that much better. Yes. And that much more healed. Yeah. And it... It's an evolving practice, and it's not just people that are in recovery. I actually think we have an an extra edge benefit when we're in recovery because we we get to do that work. Whereas there's so many people in the plan, I'm like, dang, I wish wish right. you would do some work on yourself. Right. It's so obvious when they're not, and it's like glaring, and it's like that old yeah, <laughs> and looking right back at you. Can I ask you something? Huh? What are some of the amazing opportunities and the benefits that you had from your recovery? Hmm. Boy, I think the one that's glaring to me is that I finally know who Christy is. You know, I, I, and it makes me emotional. I, I know who she is and shocking, not shockingly, but I really like her. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, I left her. I don't know if this makes sense to you when we talk about I, her child I'm work. 100%. But it's like, I left her thinking that I need to please other people and I need to be high in order to be okay and I need to have feelings of, um, I, uh, feelings of, it wasn't joy when I was high, but it was just, it wasn't fear or sadness. So right. I, I blanketed my life. I just put a huge, big blanket over my life and tried to live. And for someone like me, that is, it's not fun. It's not a happy way to live. So now like that blanket's off and I get to discover everything I'm about and it is magical. Right on. I, I love, love it. I love that. Um, I'm going to bring Stephanie in real quick. Yeah. We're going to throw her in real fast. And you Steph- look so cute in your reds today, Stephanie, you. and your polka dots. <laughs> I, should, I should have brought her an apple. So <laughs> let me ask you this something, Stephanie, real reference? quick. No. Let me ask you something, Stephanie, real quick. From somebody from the outside looking in so often, um, what, do you, what kind of opportunities of – what kind of amazing opportunities do you see people having today when they start building their lives back up? Just curious from the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. So um, – as you all know, or maybe not, I am the executive director and founder of a nonprofit called Reclaiming Lives, and I have the benefit of uh, raising up leaders. And so when he says mm. opportunities, to me, um, it's just a great joy in my life to see uh, people come in and maybe only have a few days or weeks clean or right. sober, yeah. and they commit to something and they start um 
really doing the work like we talk about so much here and opening up and really being honest with themselves and they put a group of support around them and they start to love others, which Mm. in turn helps them love themselves. And so um, opportunities like working with other people and actually getting paid to help people create a recovery plan is something that I love and see happen all the time. Um, Encouraging people to go to college and, you know, find a career that can support their family long term. Um, Opportunities to uh, be with people outside of the recovery community. It's um, a real goal of my husband and I to bridge that gap. Like um, people are people. And just because you struggle with addiction doesn't mean that you need to surround yourself solely with people who are struggling with addiction. You can be with healthy people who are not in recovery and and gain knowledge and you know just friendships on that side. Um, your your past does not define you. That's right. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, the sky is the limit, in my opinion. It's I see true. the best the in everyone. And sitting you know every day with Brandon and Christy and the inspiration they are to not only themselves but me. Um, you know, who knew in starting a nonprofit, working in recovery, that I'd do so much self-work on myself. Thank you, and thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's never-ending. <laughs> Some days I'm just like, do we have to talk about this again? <laughs> like, I'm not immune. Yeah. <laughs> no one's I work immune. on myself. Yes, no so immune. it translates to the real world. But I can tell you, like— when people are able to see themselves whole mm. and um, really know what their purpose is, like Chrissy was saying, she tells this cute little story about she got her own place and she's living alone for the first time and she makes some tea and she's sitting on the couch and she's like, huh. She's like, so you like tea, Chrissy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. To me, I just think that's funny. Right. It's like these very everyday things that she's like trying to decide whether she likes or doesn't like. It's and cool. I mean, I could correlate that to my own life, you know, 25 years of raising children and being a mom and selflessly giving to others and holding a career and, you know, wanting people to like me and do a good job. Like, that is very tiring over time. I don't want to cook dinner anymore. (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to. You know, (laughs) is that a good answer? Yeah, (laughs) it is. It's great. And I love how it just like it flows into people that are in recovery and not in recovery. And 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 I was just going to say that. Yeah. And it squashes stigma. So people that are not in recovery, you know, communicating and having relationships with people people that are. It's just this beautiful relationship. I'll tell you one more thing. Um, Our life before um, we started this nonprofit, my husband and I and our family, um, we have really amazing friends. But I can tell you a lot of conversations we had with people were things like, I'm having a yard sale on Saturday or, you know, I just got back from a cruise or I don't know. (laughs) I know where this is going. My kid, (laughs) you you know, played in a softball tournament last weekend. and, And those are great things. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, our conversations were not deep. Yeah. And so the Ooh, people that. that we surround ourselves now are very honest and working on themselves and they like to bounce things off of us and vice versa. Like we have very deep, intimate conversations with people about mm. all aspects of life almost at every encounter. Every angle. And it's just a different way to live. Like there's no mm. superficial relationships in our life. Mm-mm. I don't I don't know. Um and, and we change. So it's not just, you know, the other people. Like, it's just a different way to live. Like, everything that we talk about has meaning now, I feel yeah. like. It's it's very can, can different I ask you something? focus. Can I ask you something? Because that was you just said something that's so beautiful. Yeah. So um, 
Do you feel, and I really hope the listeners out there that aren't struggling with addiction whatsoever or find themselves in recovery or place themselves in recovery, hear this. Let me ask you something. Since you started this, how's your life changed? <laughs> uh, For the better? <clears throat> of course. It's super hard a lot of days. Like yeah. we, we take on a lot of people's trauma and grief and we sit in dark places with folks and that is not easy. And being a leader in general is not easy. I tell Brandon and Christy that a lot. Like there's a lot riding on their sobriety too. Right. And they're just people. And so, you know, when people look up to you or you're leading something or you're overseeing other people's salaries, like, you know, raising money, all those things, like our, our life is very different in the focus of what we do. Like giving back is our entire focus. That's um, right. We've always been good people and cared for others, but not on this level. And so when you give it all away, you get it back. Yeah. And, and that's really the difference in how we live our life. And, and, you know, I don't regret any of the years we spent raising our boys who are amazing young men and, you know, the focus on those things. I know that prepared me for what I do now. My career definitely prepared me for this. But um, the life-changing aspects are being able to sit next to someone who is literally at the end of, of the road, yeah. like, and say, I believe in you and I'm going to be right here with you and watch them rise. Like, there's no other feeling you can give mm. to that. I, I don't know. You could get really focused on the negatives and the relapses and yeah. the horrible things that are going on out there. And the people and those who are the aren't, inevitable. <laughs> aren't even in abstinence <laughs> they're using. But to watch people grow and inspire others and become who they were meant to be is right. our life. I want to say <clears throat> real quick before we close this thing out from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank the Mendenhalls and the Buchanans for always showing up and mm -hmm. always being available and just giving yourself away every single day. You guys, none of this would be possible without their vision. I just want to throw that out there. So, Well, and I wanted to say one thing, too. Um, my heart is always for the bridging like Steph talks about. Like I, you know, instead of having people just in prison, those are formerly incarcerated or those are addicts but I love the bridging I think that's how how it we has heal to humanity it has so to happen to look at someone who's living on the street at Stephanie and say wow why do you love me why do you care about me like that it just opens up a whole other level of like wow so I am not a piece of crap and I'm not only good to be sober I'm I'm worthy of having a big, beautiful life. And you present that to people. And that's why way. the community is so important. Community involvement that have no um, tie into addiction is so important. Right. Because we can we all see ourselves through other people and we and we rise to the people we're around. So that's right. I think it's a beautiful thing. And there's nothing like let me say one more thing. Sorry. There's you nothing don't be sorry, girl. <laughs> Get your voice out there. There's nothing like like last night at the cafe watching men who have been broken, you know, and hard in a hard place living on the streets, pulling up in their car and just loving on other men. It's like Okay, you can put me out right now because my heart is just overflowingly full. full. It's consistent. It's constant yes. that way, you know. And you just—I'm going to bring it back real fast because something ties in well. Is you guys like the ones that are out there that are abstinent right now? Like, get yourself involved. You're missing out. You're missing out on so much. Like, I remember, like, 
I didn't get clean to not have fun. I've never had, I'm 41 years old. I've done some pretty cool stuff. I'm yep. not going to lie. Even through my addictions, I've done some pretty cool stuff that I can have memories forever, but never like I have in recovery. Mm. Never like I have in recovery. This last four years, dude, I can remember every day. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember my last 30. Yeah. Just bits and pieces. Yeah. Like, and these, because I, I, I purposely take steps to remember. Yes. You know, like, I don't want to forget tomorrow. Well, and I think it's because it's a heart connection often. It's not just a, right. you know, um, right. like we talked about. So this has been an awesome topic, you guys. I I see so many people in different stages of this. We all do. Um, I, I kind of jotted some things down as you were talking that really resonated as far as, you know, takeaways from this particular episode. But what it comes down to is, believe it or not, sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do. Yeah. Trust me, Brandon doesn't want to read. I Ever. know. <laughs> I know. I really am trying. <laughs> and it's not easy for him. It's not Just like true. other people, you know, sometimes reading and writing mm-hmm. is not something that you think you can or will do. But, you know, whatever, there's text to talk. Get some notes out. I don't know. Be creative. But you got to get stuff out of your head. Right. And right. sometimes that looks like opening up to a trusted person. Like, stop denying the fact that you can do it on your own Mm. like recognize that you need people and connections and be honest with yourself like get it out to another person and start working on it that's huge to be honest i want to put something out there just because i just can already see how this is going to go down (laughs) for the person or persons out there that has made it years abstinent And using whatever you have, whether it's your family, whether it's your faith, whatever it is, congratulations. Keep going with that. But uh, there's more than not people out there that can't do it on their own, that really think they can. Mm. So Stephanie hit it on the button, dude. Get outside of yourself. Get uncomfortable. Because nothing good grows in your comfort zone. Absolutely nothing. It's a shaded area where the sun can't hit because you're clogging it up. (laughs) <laughs> and have you ever met anyone who's abstinent who has joy? No. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's a, and that's what it's about. Like, it's not just about staying clean from drugs and alcohol, getting your life back together. It's so much more. Like, I don't know, I don't know if somebody out there that was loaded that didn't take, that didn't commit crimes, that didn't hurt somebody, somebody out there, whether it was their feelings, whether it was physical, mental, whatever, like, and these, and when you're in recovery, you get the joy, joy of mending those things. Because you're not as selfish. Yeah, it was you become selfish selfless. life when you're using, and then it's still selfish when you're abstinent because you're holding it together, still right. trying to manage. Yeah, man. But when you let yourself open just a little bit, and when you ask someone, hey, can I take you to coffee? Even if it's a dude that's like works at an office that you, you know, think he has a good family or something has about something him resonates or even has a cool truck. Say, hey, can I can I take you to coffee? I like cool trucks. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. You're right, Christine. It's just like get out of yourself for two so, seconds. So for anybody out there, I challenge you. I would like to just challenge you just a little bit. Strong suggestion. Like if you don't know how to do it, reach out. If there's look for somebody that has what you want. Look for somebody who's actually done the work. And believe that you're worth it. Well, yeah, that that's the end of it for sure. Like at the very end, like the top of the top of it all. If you don't think you're worth it, 
first off, you are. Second yep. off, get that shit out of your head. Yep. Out. Get that out of your head, dude. Like, you are more than worth it. You are a human being with a purpose. Go fulfill your purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't, you don't have to sit there and be alone anymore. Right. You can, there, there, I don't care where you are in America. Recovery is now the epidemic. Right. Let's make it that. Let's speak it out loud. Let's not hold it and hide it anymore. Let's let the world know, hey, Brandon Orr's in recovery. And if you got something to ask me, you, I left my email on my last podcast. Yeah. So now I'm going to make you listen to my last episode because I'm not going to bring it out there again. But it's on there. Reach out to me. And we need you. The world, it sounds a little kumbaya but the world, recovery, people, we need each other. So there's something that you have that you're not providing the world yet, and we need that. Yes, absolutely. So show up. I know I do. Yeah, me too. All Thanks, right, Brandon. you guys. Thank you so much for Thank sharing you. today. I always am so inspired by everything that happens in this little room. Yeah, this it's green big. card table. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thanks for listening, everybody. Um, the views and comments expressed on the Survivors of Addiction podcast are those of Brandon and Christy and myself, not those of Reclaiming Lives. And we would love it if you would go and like, share, and comment. We've been badgering people to comment. I beg people for their phones in the store lines. Say, <laughs> comments are give helpful. Me that. Let me let me help you out. We want to hear. Yeah, we just love to hear back from those who out there who are listening. We feel like we're starting to get kind of an audience, a growing yeah. audience. Yeah. So uh, pass the word along. Yeah. Put the yeah. word out there. We, we, you know, please comment. Please share. Please like. Please okay. put us out there because, man, and comment, comment, comment. We want to know your feedback. We want to know what you think. Is there anything we could do better? Is there anything you need yes. in life? Is there some inspiration you need? Is there a topic you'd like to hear? Let us know. Yeah. We're here for that, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you. We will see you next time. Bye, guys. Thank you. Love you. See you later. Yeah.